Boxing fans, we just wrapped up a little while ago. Golovkin and Murata. Golovkin gets the stoppage after nine rounds. And I got to break this down because I, you know, I'm not saying that Golovkin was not decently impressive. But the version of the Golovkin I saw in this fight, he is a pale shadow of what he used to be. And this was really about Murata. And frankly, I was not too sold on the stoppage. It was a towel thrown from the corner. Uh, Murata was getting wrecked. So we're not saying that Murata was not getting wrecked. He was getting wrecked, but I just felt like it seemed like his corner kind of gave up on him a little bit. End sequence. I'll get to that in a second. Let's talk the story of the fight. To me, what I saw was that Golovkin came in strong, but he's clearly showing his age. It's obvious. He's nowhere near as, first of all, he's nowhere near as aggressive as he used to be. He's now fighting very methodical. He's he's a lot more, he's thinking more. Um, and people are like, he always thought. He always thought while coming forward like a stalker, like a predator. Go back and watch the older fights. I think something in the Canelo fight, perhaps, or it might have even been Derevinchenko. One of these fights has gotten him to adjust his style ever slightly. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. But what I saw is that Murata was very effective, arguably the first, I'll say, five, first six rounds, let's say. And it wasn't like Murata was dominant, per se, but he was effective. He was doing a really good job, uh, very similar to what Danny Jacobs was doing. But it seemed like Murata switched or abandoned a strategy. So what I noticed is any time Murata went to the body, G wasn't having it. Uh, it something was off because G wasn't having it to the body. Later, so like rounds... I'll say five and six-ish all the way through. It seemed like Murata switched to head hunting, And I don't know if that was like something part of the game plan. They said, you know, go to the body, break them down. And when you see them slow down, go to the head and take them out. As I said earlier in the preview, it's like Golovkin is a very solid, durable fighter. He, he just has a rock solid chin. We know this. I'm pretty sure he hasn't even been dropped. So I don't know why you would, why you wouldn't just kept with the body. Just keep going to the body, keep going to the body because he was effective doing it. Golovkin switched like he adjusted to what was happening. And maybe that's why he started going to the, Murata started going to the head. But at some point I would have gone right back down to the body because Golovkin was not having it. Now, in sequence, there, Golovkin's in stalk mode for like round seven, eight, nine, easily. He's in stock, but he's not the same like he was against like Monroe Lemieux, right? But he's in stalk mode. He's, he's walking Murata back. Murata did a great job staying off the ropes. So kudos to him for that. I think he did a good job pushing Golovkin back. Good kudos on that. I think he was decently aggressive enough. Kudos on that. It seemed like the switch of the game plan from body to head is what really was the death knell for him. Again, whether that was something he planned to do or he t was told to do it or he decided to do it, I'm not sure. If it's something he saw in the ring. Because when you're in the ring, it's a different game. You can have all the plans in the gym you want, but when you get in there, it's a different thing. I don't know why they switched strategy. It seemed like that was the death knell, though. End sequence, Golovkin's in full stalk mode now, lands a right over top. And the one thing on this, Murata was very effective with his right hands. He was landing them, not at will, but he was landing them pretty consistently. Gennady started switching up, and he started landing right hands. He lands a right hand over the top. It wobbles Murata, and then you see this sequence. It was a bizarre sequence. It reminded me a lot of Victor Ortiz and... Uh, uh, Louis Colazzo, where Colazzo lands a shot and then Victor Ortiz looks back at him and then goes down. 
it was a very similar sequence that I saw here with Murata. So I don't know if it was that Murata felt the power and then went down, or he was just so discombobulated that he couldn't stay up, and then the towel comes flying in because he had taken punishment those last three rounds. I, if I were the corner, I would not have stopped it at that point. I would have allowed him, allowed the ref to give him an eight and see if he was okay or have the ref decide, like looking at him, if it made sense to do it. Because prior to that, yes, he was eating shots, but it wasn't like he was, you know, completely dominated just prior to that sequence. It was a weird, to me, a weird thing. Yes, he was getting, because I already know the naysayers. He's getting hurt seven, eight, deep, deep. I understand that. I'm saying just prior to this sequence, it seemed like Murata was trying to recover a little bit. It seemed like he was trying to be defensive and evasive. And I'm just saying that the shot that landed didn't look like it did anything other than disorient him. And I'm saying that I would have not thrown the towel. I would have allowed him to see if he was going to get to his feet. He's not going to quit. So if the ref saw something, then maybe that's okay. But I wouldn't have, I would not have tossed the towel on that sequence especially not given what I personally saw. Ultimately, Golovkin got it done in nine rounds. I didn't expect that he would get a knockout. I did suspect that it's possible, you know, Golovkin could show up. And he did show up, and he made a statement uh, unifying the titles. So kudos to him on that one. And again, he looks strong, but he's certainly showing his age. And I think I, think I maintain what I said earlier in the preview. Aggression is, it seems like it's not something he handles anymore for whatever reason. He'll he'll adjust, he makes adjustments, but it, if you have a strong fighter who is aggressive against him, who's going to beat the body, I don't see that that, I don't see that he's going to get out of that fight with a with a W. I think he'll have a good showing because he, he's not going to quit, but I he's not fought somebody that's like overly aggressive that's going to beat the body. We expected Danny Jacobs to try to do it. He didn't do it. Derevchenko did, or at least tried to. He was pretty good. I remember the sequence, but Derevchenko landed that body shot on Golovkin. Golovkin was clearly affected, and then Harvey Dock held him up from going down. I maintain what I said. It just It's going to take somebody, and when we look at the matchups, we assume Gennady's going to keep fighting after Canelo. We hope not, but we assume he is. He's earned the fight against Canelo. Canelo is not an aggressor, but he did walk him down, walk Gennady down Mexican style in the second fight, so maybe he does it this third. I don't think he's going to. If Gennady keeps fighting, anybody who is an, a strong aggressor, I'm saying an aggressor that's not afraid of him and beats the body like nobody's business, beats Gennady Golovkin. That's my stance on it. We'll have to see if Canelo is so pissed off at Gennady's comments leading up to all this nonsense, you know, you know, these pills, you know, I don't know, these drugs, they allow these guys to take this, you know, I, my, I know my stuff. If if Canelo goes in there pissed off about all that smoke Gennady was talking, we could see another Mexican-style walk down. And if you talk, you talk body work, Canelo can do it at the body. He just likes to do it upstairs. That didn't sound appropriate, but you know what I'm saying. I I think if Canelo goes to the body, he can get Golovkin, Golovkin to take a knee. Easy, minimum. And if you get him down one time, he's not going to win that fight, I don't believe. Anyhow, kudos for this win for Gennady Golovkin against Riona Murata. Most people didn't rate Murata. Hopefully they understand that, you know, Murata's better than he seems. It's just you got to, for whatever reason, that switching strategy, I think, was his death knell. He'll, he'll learn, and I think he'll fight another day, and he'll come back and, and uh, come back to contention. I don't think he's done because I know he's slightly older, but he'll probably keep fighting a couple more times. 
before hanging it up. And then we'll have to see. Canelo still has to get past Bivol. So that's not assured either. I suspect Canelo stops Bivol, but other people seem to think that it doesn't happen. The one thing on that one, Canelo put an announcement out that he went vegan, which worries me because Chris Algieri, when he went vegan, lost all his power. Danny Jacobs, when he went vegan, lost all his power. Uh, Austin Aries on the wrestling side, when he went vegan, didn't seem to be able to do as much as he could have done prior to that. So that worries me a little bit of him adjusting, but I understand why he did. It was, you know, there were some dietary issues that he was dealing with and he had to do it. So I understand why, but I'm concerned at the same time uh, that he might not have the same power that he would have had if he had not shifted. And that's going to change the game because if he can't use his power on Bivol, that's, it makes it now kind of a 50-50 situation because Bivol's got skill and he's got power. He just doesn't use his power to get you out of there, but we know he has it. So if he's not, if Canelo's not able to move this guy, that means he's going to have to clearly outbox him. And now it becomes a 50-50 because Bivol's got boxing skills. And with the height difference, it's a staggering height difference. It's almost like Lubin and Fandora. So I, I'm i I'm not happy he went vegan, but I understand why he went vegan. We'll have to see how that looks. And then if he gets past Bivol, then he's got to deal with Golovkin. But you also consider the weight, right? Canelo's going up to 175, I believe it is, to fight Bivol. Okay, and then he, let's say he does win that, then he's got to come back down to 168 to fight Golovkin. Now, to be fair, Golovkin will be coming up to 168, I believe, for the first time in his career. So both guys will be dealing with weights that they're not, weight shifts, right? And I suspect, this is my theory, that the weight shift for Golovkin moving up to 168 will actually be more harmful for him than Canelo coming back down to 168 because Canelo had already fought at 175 once upon a time with Kovalev. So that's my theory, is that the weight shift's going to hurt Golovkin more than it hurts Canelo. And the reason I back that is because if you think of guys like Leonard, uh, Sugar Ray Leonard, you think of Chris Eubank Sr., um, Hagler to some lesser degree, sometimes they go up in weight and the power's not there, and if power's not there, it's harder for you to do anything else. <clears throat> Your chin certainly isn't as robust as it used to be. With Golovkin, we know his chin's solid and we don't think it's going to change, but Seeing him get affected to the body tells us that if he goes up, okay, you're dealing with now a body puncher coming down from 175, and that can make a very compelling story for the fight because Canelo is a very good body puncher. So, Golovkin takes out Murata in nine rounds. On to Canelo Alvarez if Canelo can take care of Bivol.